Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Welcome, guys, to the next episode of Talk Truth. And I have an old friend here with me. She's a young girl, but she's my old friend. And she's so many things. And, you know, I like to let my guests introduce themselves. So introduce yourself. Who are you? Hey, world. Um, (laughs) You know, it's so crazy because I have two daughters and I tell them all the time, what do you like about yourself? Who are you? And I find that that is sometimes the hardest thing for people to define, you know. It's the hardest question I mean, we're so taught to be not prideful and and celebrate who we are. And so I'm going to start with I'm a mother. I have a seven and a nine-year-old that I love to pieces. And I think that's my primary role and passion. Um, What else do I do? I am everything creative from drawing to acting, singing, dancing, you name it. I was innately created for that. And so school was tough for me because my parents did not know why I couldn't pass 40% on math. (laughs) And it was just a struggle until I really found that, oh, you know, you can have a kinetic genius with somebody who who runs really well or somebody who um, is able to socialize beyond somebody else. And I realized eventually I found my genius and I found where I belonged. Um, you were always a creative, eh? Yeah, but you know, in Jamaica, who know who talks about that? You barely if you do art class, it's, it's just a little fluff, you know, like all right, go and go to art class. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, from I have a confession. I always used to want to call you Kaylee. I don't know why, but yeah, pronounce it actually. I, want, I like when people pronounce their names too. Okay. It's, oh, I didn't pronounce. You're trying to. You're trying to just want, be no, cute I, about I, me. Well, so I, I didn't I, say I, my name. I, all right, let me tell you what I call you. I call you Kali. But I, I, feel I, like like it's, I feel like it's not right. I wanted to say it. So it's Kali. See, it's Kali. Kali. And for a long time, I didn't like it. And so I was like, it's like, it's Kali, like California. <laughs> so just call me Kali. Um, but then I think the old I've gotten, I've just, you know, you just find yourself and you're you're okay with whatever with people what, call what, you, right? What you call. And then I lived in Colombia, so they might call me something closer, like Kai, yeah. So, you know, when you travel a lot and you just kind of, you can't be uptight about how people, you know, call right, your name. Right, right. So, but it's Kali. Kali. Well, I want my listeners to know what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So the the topic is really about you leaving Jamaica and living outside of Jamaica and returning home. I want to call you a returning resident, but that makes you sound old. But really and truly, that's what you are. You're a returning resident. Yeah. So you are now back in Jamaica. And where I want to start with this is tell me a little bit about where you were born in Jamaica and growing up in Jamaica. What was childhood like for you? All right. So I was born at the University Hospital of the West Indies. Is that name? Yeah. Okay. And I grew up in a very Christian, I would say very probably religious, very conservative home. I grew up in a brethren church. So this means long skirt. You wear your chapel cap to church. Uh, you have very minimal jewelry. Uh, you women sit quiet in a church. And if, if you go on the stage, a man has to kind of escort you up. So... I grew up in that. Now, my father was um, in charge of youth ministry. He was a fun guy. You know, he was a pastor of youth ministry and mommy played the piano at church. He did all the music productions, everything music. And from as young as I know, 
my brother and sister, who are, my sister is one year younger than me and my brother is like three. You guys might know him. He's the great, amazing. The, the great. What do you call him? Carl, Carl Lee, Lee Sharschmidt. Baba. Amazingness. Yeah. So he, we would sing together as a trio. So I would keep like the, the tenor, the high tenor. Mm-hmm. And then my sister would keep the melody and Lee would just do any and magic that Wando, he wanted to do. Are totally. Yeah. So we would go to every convention, every church, and mommy would sign us up for every Jamaica Youth for Christ competition. And we'd just come home come away with all of these awards for winning you know um and you know so i grew up in a very musical home and then christian and those were i think were the two um things that anchored my life growing up right you know right throughout yeah um we went to camps growing up morland's camp christian camps and i think you know growing up to serve the church and then my dad on the side worked at air jamaica and so we would get all these free tickets and we'd travel first class because he was a manager. Check it. So we would just have this. It's amazing. So we'd have on one side this lavish life of access to flights and travel. But then we had no money to spend to travel. <laughs> and so... Is this something what they call the body pass? The body pass. Or that was, or that was not body pass. But yeah, it was a body pass. Cool. Oh, yeah, make it just play it down. Yeah, the body pass. No, the body free pass body pass. Big oh, don't it? Everybody it's amazing. Body pass. But then uh, we didn't know the time of year where you wouldn't have to wait. And then, I mean, we've had times where we literally had to go home and come back because the flight did full. Right. But we... Because you generally understand by Totally. But I think after a while, you get to know the rhythm of when people travel. And, and so you'd go on off travel, seasons. Right. Or you travel on off days. Totally. Interesting. So from I knew myself, I don't think I skipped one year of travel until COVID 2020. All right, that's pretty cool that you had um, travel access. Um, that's like an interesting little blessing. Mm-hmm. What, where are some of the countries you had been to as a child through your father? I want to start this at childhood traveling. Yeah, Scotland. What? England. Only place in foreign, in foreign. I love how Jamaican just decide that foreign is America. Right. America. Foreign is America alone. America alone. <laughs> alone. <laughs> well, it can be other parts, but it really is America. Where else did we go? Um, so he had legs. Oh, he had like um, flights to these places or you guys did actually intentionally travel to some of these countries to see? Well, he, he worked at Air Jamaica. He was a manager. And so I think we had wherever we had family. Oh. Or if we ever felt like having a little detour. Sharshmit is, is Scottish? <laughs> you know, we ended up there because um, you end up with a leg to go to England, uh-huh. which I travel. How I travel now is like I make sure I have two days in a country. Right. Like, um, so I think it was just one of those yeah, in passing, you were passing and to we go stayed somewhere. there uh-huh. unintentionally. But England, we had a lot of family, and then in the United States, um, I'm trying to remember. Go through Scottish, by the way, while you're. Oh, you it is. It is interesting, eh? You know, it's so crazy because I did my ancestry.com and we found out my name is Sharshmit, guys. Let me spell it for you. It's S C H A R S C H. Go. Oh, I know it. I wasn't thinking. M I D. Tea. Yay! But I have to spell it because I. That's so crazy. Oh, yeah, but my me. dad's dad is from Cuba, mm. so and and we try to track it back and I don't. don't you know, yeah, no. Eh? All right. So interesting. Anyway, some people don't actually enjoy traveling. So you actually were exposed to traveling, and it sounds like you really did enjoy it as a mm-hmm. child. And I know you continue to um, enjoy it. I don't want to hop, skip, and jump, but I know that in the next question you will be able to lead me up to it. I want to get to the meat of the matter. Why did you migrate? And, 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 and about how old you were at the time, if you don't mind disclosing. No, that's fine. Okay, so, ooh, are you guys ready for this? Okay, so I was 25. I had just, um, I just done Mr. Mako. 
Oh, you did Miss Jamaica World. Did eh? Miss Jamaica World, and I was married. And I almost remember you were married after I, the competition. You have to be married after. So I right, remember I was like, oh, but maybe if I win, I can't get married. But then it worked out that I got the best of both worlds. You're, you know, you're a finalist, and then I got to get engaged and got married, which was kind of cool. So my husband, at the time, right, uh, who had lived in Jamaica for some six to eight years. As a missionary, I guess we can probably go into that after. So he's not a Jamaican. He's not a Jamaican. Where, where he would he like originally? to think so. Where is he originally from? He's originally from Pennsylvania. Okay, so he's American. From, in Philadelphia, he's American. Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, after his tenure there, we felt like, you know, we should move back to the States. He was a professional skateboarder and he loved surfing. And so I remember being like a super cool guy, like extreme yeah, sports kind of vibe. Guy. And they would use him for all the things and all the events. And yeah, he, he was. And I think that's what attracted me to him. And being a missionary, he would be a Christian too, which would have totally. aligned, right? It was just like everything. Because I mean, I, I remember feeling I was different when I grew up in Jamaica. I wanted more. I feel like the access to things were you either do good at academics and you have liquor running and, and, and football. And I just knew there was something bigger inside me. So by the time I met Stephen, he had tattoos. He was this grad skateboarder. Then he had lived in Jamaica. So I wouldn't have to define what my culture right, what was culture to was, him. He understood it. And oh he had been gosh. here for years. Been here for years. And served the poor. Like had seen, top. you know, the right, toughest of the tough. Right, right. And then... Which would have potentially been a barrier in another intercultural, interracial exactly. relationship. Yeah. And then he was Christian, which... I know no other way. Icing on the cake. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I remember one of our first dates was actually, and this might be controversial, we went to an American tattoo artist when we had, we traveled together before we moved. And I got a Jesus fish on my ankle that I drew. And I thought, this is so cool. (laughs) You know, coming from this very conservative culture where they almost read me out of the church because I had a double piercing and a nose ring. But I knew there was something more that I just, you know, wanted. That's not the question that you asked me. You asked me. I asked you why you migrated. But you get in there, though. So you did the competition. Right. I did the competition. And then I could, I could have a mini podcast on every piece of oh your life. Oh, my gosh. You know? It's so complex. we could talk about you doing a beauty pageant also. But I know that you have always felt like what you've described. Kind of against the grain. Yeah. Which, which... I mean, even way more than I am, because I feel I'm also a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a misfit in totally. this space. Mm-hmm. But um, you have always felt that way. And it's another conversation we almost discussed having, which was kind of like spirituality and Christianity. And mm-hmm. and I'm sure what would come up in that is how you function in the physical space, too, versus what you believe and what you practice. Because, oh, yeah. because your expression is so different from what totally. you believe. And we get so caught up in physical expressions totally. of things yeah. but but we're pulling you back we're pulling let's you go back. all the way back all, all the way back to beauty pageant and you got married to this so wonderful I got married man. to this to this guy and uh so we had our first daughter in jamaica we lived at moreland's i don't know how many of you know moreland's campsite it's a christian campsite that invites um children from nine to eighteen uh to come and spend an you know a week for summer, of, usually, for right? summer, for mm-hmm. summer yeah so it's a lot of fun and excitement, but it's Christian-based. So anyway, so Stephen lived at Morlone's campsite because he ran their first skate park oh. that was built with ramps and all of that. And he would help to run like the zip line and just the f- help to kind of maintain and, and manage a facility. And so he was doing that at the time when we met. And so I came to live at Morlone's and kind of settled in with him there. We had our first daughter. And then shortly after he said, 
let's move to the states i believe god has a mission for us here i believe the people in california which we kind of call babylon was what he was, <laughs> was seeing right they had everything so they didn't know they needed god because you have all of this material wealth so we felt an obligation to go and live amongst these people right and right. We did, i mean who are we you know what i mean but that but, would be a, a good space to be a missionary because totally. there are people who need to be converted totally. and, and see and the just light. Yeah. No, just understand. No, 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 no the God. reason. No, the, yeah. So, and that's why we moved. And, you know, I'm, I would new wife. As I put away all my little, you know, I, it's what Kelly wants. And I was happy to submit. And I mean, I'm sure I, I gave him some trouble because I love Jamaica and things are going great for us. But eventually we, we moved. And it's been close to nine years since my return. Oh, you, wait, wait, when did you return? Last, it's been a whole year. COVID took out a lot of it. It doesn't even feel okay, real. So it's been a year. It's so been you a, were it's been in a the year. US for about eight years? Eight, yes, eight some, yeah. Eight and more. All right. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing these tourist board um, videos, like a campaign. I like the really cool videos at the time. They weren't, actually, they were so cool because at the time, I didn't think people were using drones and all those things as much. And I remember a cool shot maybe overhead of you and... A man in a in a was it this was it your husband? Yeah, that's super cool. So you got to do that with him at the time. Totally, it was it was one of those opportunities that came up because of Miss Jamaica, and I auditioned for it. And Stephen was there with me because I was so nervous. Right. And I was like, "Can you read a speech for me before before I go?" Yeah. And Mezan was the one who was directing it at wow. the time. Yeah. And I I've known her for many years, and so and and Rick, this other gentleman, this guy, and. They caught him on camera and recorded it without him knowing. And so by the time they look back on the reels to, 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 to select us, they're like, no, the two of you are doing it together. Had no idea where we were together. But it was just... But they liked the energy. They loved the energy between us. Yeah. And the rest is history. And they hired us, paid us, you know, nice money to, to represent Jamaica. Yeah. And, and it was great. You got to stay at all of these hotels. It was rushed. And, it, you know, it's production. So it's not as luxurious as you'd, you'd assume. But... It was cool. I feel like we were vlogging before vlogging was a thing. Exactly, exactly. Looking back at it, I cringe and like, oh. Yeah, but. But, it, you know, yeah, it was a it was a thing. And people will see me now at hotels. I remember we had come back a few years ago and like, oh my gosh, Stephen and Kelly from Ponder no, Road. Yeah, you were, you were, you were like was, a little, yeah. It like, was like, wow. Just like, what you call this, reality TV. Yeah, exactly. Before reality, before, reality before TV even, was, yeah, yeah, it was a thing. So. Um, so that was cool. And then they actually, when we moved to the States, they called us back to do um, another um, set of vlogs with Nyla. So they wanted to show how Jamaica was kid friendly and how, you know, you could bring your baby and still enjoy a right. vacation. Mm-hmm. So you said the first child was born in Jamaica. Then yeah. you guys migrated. Yeah. Um, you have a second daughter. I have a second daughter. I don't want to go. And this is this part is not about your relationship, but mm-hmm. I do want you to tell me a little bit about what living in the U.S. was like. So I want to know about... The culture shock leaving. Yeah. And, and I, I shouldn't even call it culture shock. It may not have been culture shock for you. Right. But the newness of it and how things changed. And did you enjoy it? Okay. So <laughs> I don't think my experience is typical. So when Stephen moved us, when we moved to the States, I ended up in a small neighborhood in California called Seal Beach. So it's a beach town where everybody is walking with a surfboard, half naked, um, skateboarding down the road you're on the beach when I tell you that we lived on a house and when you stepped outside we we're on the beach and so it was a very it was predominantly white I think I was must have been the only black human there mm-hmm. in the whole town mm-hmm. and so so everybody must have didn't know you everybody oh my gosh you. and then and then 
Yes, it did. But it's so funny because you come from Jamaica and race has never been a thing that would ever hold you back. You right. just know that you're awesome from you born. Right, 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 right. So when I went in, I went in with a force. You right. know me? Yes. You know I me? Was too much for I'm going to come right? from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm called Stephen. used to come with the mayor of Seal Beach. Me in everything. Me know everybody. Me go to the library. Me know right. the principal. Like, right. Yeah. No inhibitions. Nothing held me back initially. And I just thrived. It was a great community um it was almost so picket fancy because i remember having babies we'd go to the library every day and they'd have these programs and they taught them to read uh you you know you would freely go jogging i don't remember even having a key for my door i never had to close up right uh so it might be different from maybe somebody who lived in new york and whatever but mine was just but you're out on a a beach i understood white privilege it's their lives are so ideal it 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 really is cutesy cutesy right 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 right. and 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 it is comfortable like very comfortable and it's what some of them understand i won't blanket it totally and then for me because i was an anomaly you know how you'll hear some black Americans like, don't touch my hair or whatever. Right. I was like, please touch my hair. Right, right, right. You're you like, know? experience it. <laughs> because, because, because for me, it was, you don't get to see me and I think I'm awesome. So right. it's like, I think I had that confidence, um, a sure and sense of self. You, maybe you wanted to make a teaching moment totally. of it. Totally. So you were like, so, touch so, my hair. Yes, it wasn't it about like. you making me feel different. It was like, I want you to love me and know me. Right, I understand what this is. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So I, and... I, so it was a good experience it was a good and it was experience. a good place. It was, it was a nice good experience. People. One negative I would say is it, it felt lonely because Americans need to have a schedule. So if you're going to visit the, your you, neighbor, you can't drop going, in. No, yeah. I'm sure you know that too. Uh-huh. Um, from 1.30 to um, 1.45, yeah, man, you can come over for the drink and then you jolly well leave after that and right, you schedule right. for next week and the week after. And I think the beauty of and I'm skipping to it. And I think that in the opposite respect, coming back home, I would always tell people, you know that when I used to go, people house to just show up and then all oh, when them go them bed, them tell you for lot the grill when you're leaving. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, well, so that's just, you just gave us a taste of it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So while you were there, though, some other things were going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, oh, yeah. I'm, you, I love how my mind just thoughts about You are an person. actress. You mm-hmm. are an actress. And yeah. I mean, what were the kind of things you're still a, you're a missionary too? I or not so much. I wouldn't I wasn't defined as a missionary but I looking back at it I realized how my life in California really impacted the people around me just by me living out life. Right. Uh I would have, you know, just different people. I remember one of the moms who I'd hung out with had on our shirt. Everyone knows someone who had an abortion. Yeah. Or they were just very liberal. You know, Nyla's best friend did not know his sex. He would wear sparkly shoes to school and uh pink bag and long he hair identified? I don't think they or defined it for him we right. had a lot of parents right. who decided not to define they it for their children for him. he chose these things and they allowed him to express himself exactly that way. and yeah. I had a friend who they had to go and talk to the school and say hey can we use another bathroom my daughter thinks he's a, she's a son Right. so these are the things coming from conservative Jamaica that were tough for me to open my mind concerning it was hard uh, hard. Did you challenge, think only did you challenge your Christianity? It did. It did. I would come to God and say, God, why are these people attracted to me? I remember even the mom, the mom married to the mom and the kid at first. I was like, why do, why do I want to just always have play dates? Why do I want to hang out with me? I right. don't know how to deal with it. I come from Jamaica. We, we, we don't know. We burn out things. We don't know <laughs> what is this. But a lot of it was challenging your sensibilities as totally. you knew Totally. And it completely has changed, changed the way I think now. Absolutely. And, yeah. and just... 
even in my Christianity, that Jesus just loves people. People, right, right. And we need to love people too. He loves people. And because guess what? We don't, people. I always say this to people, I say, <laughs> you don't have the power to bring people in or take them out. And from you don't have that power, from that is not your power, then all you have to do is just, uh, well, learn to accept them mm-hmm. for who they are. You mm-hmm. may not agree right. with what they do, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're going to do it. Right. It doesn't mean that your children and your family might mm-hmm. do it, but you might have children who do it. You have yeah. to love them, you have to find a place to love to, them. You have to. People have to walk their own out their journeys. Their own journeys, and yeah. And, and I don't know if you, I mean, for me, I remember every time I've had to change something that I thought needed to change in my life, it was always a friend who came alongside that didn't judge me, just lived out her life. And I was just so impressed by her grace or how they were living, and then I would come around. Uh, and so I couldn't tell a lady, oh, abortion is wrong in her view, even though I didn't agree with that right i just ignored it she want obviously wanted that and i just loved on her loved on jonah kept living you want rice you're gonna cook today let's right, go have right. lunch you let's go to the play date and um you didn't impose your no, views on we her. just we just lived and loved and enjoyed life together and i re- i noticed that they did see a difference and then eventually some of them would start coming to little programs of me or like a little thing they had at the church or not that the church is anywhere to um to say, oh, they come to the church, like the church is the answer. Jesus is the answer. But for your me. connection their connection to you right. made them feel comfortable totally, coming into the space. Totally. Exactly. And then you never know what they'll get exactly. from the space. And after the that. people grew, they became involved and, yeah. and and I and I remember walking through the streets when I would run every morning and I would just pray for the streets. Like heal these people, help them Lord, help them to see you, help them to to love you. And um and so I was kind of a undercover missionary, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years is a long time. Yeah. Um, that means a lot of life happened in eight years. Clearly, there was a reason you had to come home, mm-hmm. um, which you can share if you feel like. Mm-hmm. Why did you come back home? So it's more complicated. So <laughs> I know I've kind of shed some very happy light on my experience in the States, but it was also the toughest time of my entire life. Isn't life like that? Yeah. There is like this analogy I found recently of a battery. For a battery to shine, it needs like a negative and positive ions. Is that the word? Um, or terminals. Like a, uh, negative. Uh, <laughs> two of them on each side. <laughs> it, can't, it can't shine with the two positive terminals, them poles. only. Yeah. Right. And because when I look back and I saw where I traveled all of these places and I had all these experiences and I could see how God used me, it was the toughest time of my life. I went through a divorce. So I followed this wonderful man to the States and things went crashing down. And I, 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 I won't go more in depth just to protect his, um, his privacy. Yeah. Pervert. Yeah. So it, 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 it we, so it just it couldn't Pe- work. People come together and people come apart sometimes. There you go. So, so for various reasons, you, for guys, various reasons you guys decided that it was that best that it, you part. That we parted ways. And how about... I was a new mom to the state, so all I knew of myself was pushing a stroller. We had one car at the time, so he would take it to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I was growing babies. And the situation was so dire that I had to make that decision. It was a very tough decision. Remember, I don't have any family. In, I don't have anybody not, to call. Not in not, that area not either. anywhere. Nobody to say, hey, can watch your kids while I go cry? So, so, you, know. so you didn't immediately run home right after divorce. You got oh, a divorce c- and remained in the U.S. I couldn't. I mean, I would. it would have been... Remember that in America, too, you know, it's not like a little thing like in Jamaica, the law stands. I mean, the law stands here, but you can't play with the law there. Right. And uh, as, bef- you know, so... And 
before we got divorced, you kind of have to you share custody of the kids. You have community property right, and so all of that. Right, so there was some that stuff you, so that you have, you have to sort out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we had gotten divorced, I remember thinking, every situation I've heard of divorce that wasn't successful with little girls is when is their dad wasn't present. You know, or something happened or they had daddy issues when they grew up. And so I made that sacrifice to share full cost, share custody 50-50 with their dad so that even though we wouldn't be together and, and that would have scarred but them in some way, the they would have two parents, their dad. Two, two role models, and yeah. so I gave up my right to be a mom more of the time mm-hmm. for their for future their, yeah, and yeah. just hoping that they would turn out. Which I think is responsible, uh, personally. Yeah. I think kids kids love their parents. They love Even their parents. Even if their parents totally, stop loving each other. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? One million percent. Yeah, I mean, I think in an ideal world, they mm-hmm. would want them to stay together. But I also truly believe that people should also pursue their happiness so if you and somebody not get along the more mm-hmm. left that the kids yeah. can have the parents totally the parents need to go on and continue to flourish i'm mindful of being selfish like i wonder at what stage do you look after right. yourself and what right. so i have I face a lot of guilt with that you know i don't know if it spills over into relationships though you don't think so marriages i don't think marriages should be maintained if they are dying and natural really? death because i feel for, like if for I the got, sake of kids i think my standards are so low now with marriage i shouldn't say that but i think I would tolerate a lot more, I think. I think I would forgive a lot more. I think I would see mean my life. retrospectively? Yeah. Okay. I would see my life as a green pasture for that person to grow and, and, and be. I would just see myself as here to help facilitate your life alongside me. And I don't know if it's easier said than done. Probably. But here are the lessons <laughs> in life, eh? That yeah. every experience will bring a lesson, right? Totally. This is new perspective. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling you back to travel. Okay. All right. Wait, pu- do you grow up with, two, with both parents? I grew up with both parents and I have one brother. Oh, cute. And my parents are still married. <laughs> they wow. just celebrated 48 <gasps> years. Oh my gosh, you have to have them on. <laughs> you know, my mom is not big on public anything. Just my father to make has you been know, on though. You can't have hidden, <laughs> hidden microphone. No hidden mic, right? <laughs> I'd love to hear from them anyway. How old was your first daughter when you migrated? She was six months. Uh, all right, so where I'm going with this is that. At some point, you returned home mm-hmm. about a year ago. So that means you would... How old were both of them when you were coming back? Um, their ages, no lie. Sailor just turned eight. So there were seven and... There were six and eight. How was it for you kind of trying to think about, wow, I'm going to come back to my home with these two daughters who kind of pretty much would have been American Mm because they would have grown up there even Mm -hmm. though they were exposed to Jamaican culture and all of these things. You're coming back to a different pace, different access. Was that scary for you? One million percent. So what you didn't know, which is what is miraculous, is that because Steve and I had come to the States, it was like it it was meant to be a short time. It's like a mission trip that I end up I ended up being stuck there. Right. You weren't supposed to be there no, for eight years. this wasn't the plan. And so I remember praying every day and I said, God, you have forgotten me. You know, I felt like I went to, to India and I just got stuck there. And it was a nice place. It's America. But it still felt that way because I had no intentions of being here. Can and I love my migrate. home. You're on a trip that, one that got extended. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, Mario. Can you imagine how awful it is? And it's not your choice. Think about, this is how I felt. Like I was ho- like held hostage in a place that I, I didn't know when I was, like you could not plan right, for your life. Right. Everything is uncertain. Everything as you know it. <laughs> you know, you and your friends say, all right, like I have babies now. All of your friends have picnic and you go and leave them and don't know that you're going to ever come back. Oh. And we are 
dilly dally with friend here and friend who don't know what one. Right. It was interesting. <laughs> so I prayed every day for eight years and Stephen looked at me and said, I want to move back for whatever reasons, business, inter- whatever the reason also was. Also both of you came back. He's remarried with a child now, right. by the way. And so I was like, there's no way he's coming back. From my heart, he wasn't married. That was uh, hard for me because I'm like, okay, so she's American. He's American and they have a baby. Why on earth would you decide to move back to Jamaica? Right. So as far as my logic could, like, there's just, I was just going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, so, so just picture being depressed and lonely for, for years and years and years. Even though God was using me, I was like, God, you're just using me to just do your will. And, and none of this is for me. Right, right, right. You're just making me grow these kids. And we're in a picket fence neighborhood and everything is great. But, but nobody cares about me. Right. So it was very hard being alone. And yeah. And so he looked at me and said, let's move back. But it's so funny. I didn't see what God was doing initially. I saw him thinking that he's remarried and I'm his ex-wife and you can pick up and go wherever you want in the world and I'm to wherever you go. And you're not thinking I'm coming back home. No, no. And an auntie that we have as a mutual friend here in Jamaica kind of had to knock it into my head like, dude, this is this is your country. This is this is where you 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 know this, this is, is what your you know. territory. This is your, this is your space. This is your opportunity. Right. You still because you, you inside of you is this fight. You do, you've been right. fighting so much. That was a different much. battle. Yeah. Totally. And you wanted to still fight it, but you weren't seeing the the joy and the the pluses there. Totally. Totally. And you know where maybe he had had savings and plans. I w- did not. Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? And so I woke up one morning and I. I think I, it was a I don't know if it was a dream or a vision and God he was the one that said hey this is this is your door to your this is the answer to your prayer and shortly after I said mommy I need you to jump on an airplane a flight and come and help me pack up my house so all that happened within three weeks no savings I had a new job that was finally going to ground me in, in motivational speaking being on a stage helping Orange County the whole county with um, youth development yeah, yeah. And I could, you know, probably start acting more with the kids, having a more stable thing going. There so are you so did have many opportunities dreams. that were about to open up yeah. in that space, right? So it's not God funny. It's just like and things that this you probably is you, had God, to do, and yeah. then, right? And and then this, this, and then this, and then you decided you're gonna do it. You're gonna come back home. Yeah. So packed up my home. Uh, we had six bags because I didn't have money to ship, which is like two thousand. Didn't even have two thousand US dollars. Mm-hmm. And we just literally mommy came and we had to throw away so much it was so heart-wrenching to watch us throw things away right we had like two jeans pants in my bag two each for the girls we had to literally bring the really bear. come down to the beer minimum just up totally. one dress here one jeans here one, one shoes here so you see me like a one frock it look a shot with this yeah. one what i have mario right you've had this for the year exactly. <laughs> and, and it is covid year so you exactly. haven't traveled and you haven't shopped much. that's right that's right <laughs> it's a nice dress thank you <laughs> um so we're socially distanced. We are socially distanced. <laughs> we are. As far I as can't cons- even reach you. As far as they're concerned, this is virtual. <laughs> I gave it away. I realized. I, know, I was right? like, oh, you can see my dress. <laughs> We're zooming. <laughs> exactly. Where's the video, Mario? When are you yeah, going to post it? I know, right? <laughs> um, Woman didn't know. No, so all right. Mommy come. She helped Mommy me. Mommy come. Help me pack on a, up. On a Marie six. Kondo, the thing. Anything that yeah. never sparked joy. Yeah, that shit yeah. yeah. I, you yeah. know. I, I know you Marie Kondo. I know Marie Kondo. You know. All right. All right. So then oh, that's you, so good. you came home with these bags and these came and the home. girls yeah. and mommy. Come to live with my parents in their humble abode. How humbling is that? Oh gosh. 
<laughs> big woman for eight years and big come back woman home. with two in tow for come back come live with my tail between my legs <laughs> mommy we can have room and, and stay but what you call it and <laughs> bread you know, and breakfast and you know they always they're always happy to oh, have but you they were back. so happy yeah. and the, and the dog mostly they miss you too you know Oh, oh yeah, gosh. that's why mommy jump on the plane. I don't know where she get. She just jump. I mean, I remember every time I was going through a hard, hard time in my divorce and process. Like I could call her one day and she'd be on a flight the next couple of days. Had she you was come so home awesome. Any t- anytime at all. I in did. Eight years? I came home twice. Twice for like two weeks or one week or yeah, a funeral and then before that, yeah. Okay. Me a few times. Yeah. What what was returning like initially outside of moving mm-hmm. into your parents' home? So now this is the reverse culture shock. Even totally. though as you say you had been back a few times, they said not a lot. And yeah, Jamaica like a has changed a lot in oh eight my years. Gosh. Structurally and otherwise. So what was it like coming back into this space? I remember coming off the airplane and you can't deny that scent of Jamaica. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like a smell and the heat. That 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 woof of deep Heat is a different is a, heat. Yeah. Heat is a different heat. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, and different. You come off, and you see the portals, and you see, and and finally people notice you. They look at you. They say, "Pretty girl." And I know people don't like this. And I know coming from the states, you know, you have boundaries and you need to respect it. But listen to me. One thing I remember about living in the states, you, you are like nobody. You dress up and you look cute. Say, "Oh, and your white dress." Yeah. You have a marriage for tell you say, "Dress cute." Yeah, nobody, nobody don't see you. So for me, you know, to come back and somebody said, nice girl, me say, yeah, hello. <laughs> I was going to say, worse if you were in the city of LA, even Listen. worse, because I think LA is so pretentious oh compared to New York. I, I, oh like, I like gritty cities. I like mm. New York because it's dirty and integrated. But it. what I didn't like about LA was because I was around entertainers. So when I went into singing spaces and clubs and those spaces everybody was so well put together and so important yeah so impo- like at loof with their heads <laughs> up like people really wouldn't They're look at you if they don't know no they don't care so i'm like wow i can't i can't do LA. and i don't think i was a look you know you had the skinny white girl with the blonde hair like i who, me yeah, yeah yeah and i felt i remember coming home and feeling and seeing a woman and i was like wow it's 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 almost like if you, maybe you lived away from china africa i don't know why right. i use those cultures but then I was like, these people look like me. Right. The, I feel normal. My hips, my my body structure, it, it looks, it, it felt like home. And I'm sure entering this time felt different because you knew you were coming back to live <laughs> versus yes, visiting. Totally. So you were probably like, oh. <laughs> totally. I was excited. Why yeah. was I excited? I was just excited. I didn't know how I was going to afford life or figure life out. But I trusted God and I had an opportunity to come and be the speaker at Moreland's Camp even before I came back. So I almost saw God opening doors for me that were just had to be supernatural how he had opened doors for me and then i was able to go right into a job um as soon as i got here and pay expensive school fees for my girls which i didn't think i was like i'm just gonna have to go um Minute, primary home, school home, yeah <laughs> which, is, which is which, yeah, is, which fine. is fine too, but that yeah, may not expect. right but from where they were coming from it would be a Hello? big transition for them <laughs> wow it would be very down to earth uh <laughs> I want to know, tell me a little bit about work and I want to come back to the girls. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they have transitioned in the mm-hmm. year. But tell me about employment. You said doors were opening. So what are you doing now? How are you surviving? What am I doing now? So because I did so many things in the States from acting, even doing a lot of voiceovers, they would use me for like an international sound for like, uh, think plastic surgery company. The era is now of da 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 And they would just get so excited about my accent. Um, like, you sound like island, but you actually, I, we understand you. Can you say era or era? Like, <laughs> no, do it like how you do it. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. They're like, we love it. I know. It was. I mean, they were just. So maybe they didn't look at me at the streets, but there are times when I felt really special. Right, right. Voiceover times. <laughs> Voiceover times. My accent times. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you asked me about coming. So what did you say again? I no, always lose say, my trailer. I mean, you know, is we, you know, what me ask you? Like, you know? You said about money. Oh, yeah, I make money. Right. So I came back and. Because of all the experiences so, so this is in. In the state. And, you know, people, Jamaicans fighting for foreign. But I think the place where they'd hire me did fight for foreign, though. But. And maybe there is something to be said that you went to Berkeley College of Music. So you studied something. So when you come back, you have something to offer. Right. And the truth is, there is a lot. I know people say, oh, we ain't got fine. But, but the truth is, we, we, we learn so much. We, we gain so gain much. We gain a different we perspective. Lear- yeah. Work ethic so much. I remember when I finally nailed going places early. Yeah. And yeah. then I came back to Jamaica after I nailed it. And I was like, I don't need it anymore. I joke. Which, which, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me showing up first and nobody else not come early. Might yeah, as what's well. the point, right? Um, but, okay. So, when I came back, I jumped into media and production. Mm-hmm. So, that went from anywhere, uh, directing photo shoots, music videos, um, writing up proposals for different clients and companies who wanted branding, social media management, all of it. Voiceovers, mm-hmm. ideation. I love ideation. Isn't that cute? I like the word. Ideation. I like yeah. it too. It's, it's about like you creating ideas. It's just like concepts. creating ideas. It's concept creation. Totally. So like if you said you wanted to do your vlogging, we'd right. sit down and... And figure out how to make it Not local. just content. Like what is what is our theme? Kind of like, right. I guess like branding. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's been great being in this creative space I ever like since I've been job. back. It's so fun. <laughs> I can imagine. That is what I do in my head. So fun. Event planning. Uh, I like... But you work for a company, not independently, right? Worked at a company, worked independent, and work independent right now. Oh, wow. COVID-19. Wow, that's awesome. So, guys, if you need her, you know her services, give her a call. (laughs) We should find out how you can find her. All right. So, like, you go find out on your Kingston. No, no, I get work for you. (laughs) So, um, not there, you know. (laughs) And um, the girls now, so how have they been doing? God, I mean, kids are just so resilient. You would never believe they weren't Jamaican their whole life. They've swooped in. They've made friends. They've adjusted flawlessly. And Wait, and lies. mommy and daddy are here. Mommy and daddy so that's are perfect, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, you mean, or grandma no? But you said you, you said that daddy lives here now too, right? Daddy lives here and now, live so here. we share the time. So, so you're he's they're totally. Bo- so they're now in just a new country, still with both parents, which is kind of cool, right? The only thing I would say, and I need to speak out about this with Jamaican culture and. and being able to compare them. Mm-hmm. Jamaica has a rough culture. Mm-hmm. When my kids are in the States, they walk into school, Nylon Sailor, it's so good to see you. I like your hair. And when you go to the front, nothing is wrong. Oh, we love what you had to share. We want to hear from you. Right. They're celebrated. Right. Every kid in the class gets an award and an accolade. They compare themselves with only themselves. It's not like the system that we grew up in with. And maybe mm-hmm. life is like that. But I think at that age and need to just be nurtured in who they are right but we have to deal with so much um, jamaican uh, oh, yeah, uh, oh you're just a rude i wish i climb up there so far right. you're rude you come down uh, why you look so why this are oh, you so fat or something but from early oh we get gosh. it but we make us tough though that's the it thing it make us tough but, but i find that we shy insecure and too. insecure yeah. you know yes i find people um forced right uh, right because they haven't had that. My dad says all the time say american kids are the way they are because they're nurtured in that way and then they do summer work Cause you know, summer oh, work yes. is huge for them. Totally. So they learn this confidence with handling money and being mm-hmm. responsible and being managers. Even if they're not very totally. smart, they become very charming totally. and customer service yes. oriented. And that sells them. So That's they're always kind of like easy to sell. And we you know we're brilliant, 
but we sheepish and we shy and we don't know if we talk up and because you kind of feel insecure because somebody make you feel insecure until you are until you become an adult and you figure it out yourself. you figure it out don't but i have to be undoing all of that i i'm still afraid of principals and teachers from prep school if i go down at a prep school <laughs> no i'm afraid of the lady <laughs> i kind of feel like it is what it is but i understand what you're saying so so for them though so they came in confident then they came out of force they came in but i noticed that they're kind of they're, they're because becoming. their teacher teacher teaching here is fair based and and power like i am over you right there it's the respect is linear so if i speak to you like this you can speak to me like that right you feel free to correct me tell me and so they they're are learning open. to recoil now they're recoiling and a little because, bit because and i don't know if i love i i teach them which is hard for mommy and daddy living in their home because i'm like respect is linear if if you say Nyla, you're this and you're that. She shouldn't do it. Right, right. <laughs> but right. she should be able, like, you know, to she needs to be able to rebut. Or ask a I'm question. I'm like, no, my words are great. <laughs> what I have <laughs> to say, I have something to contribute. Oh, what do you mean by that, mom? Exactly. <laughs> I would have get a box cross <laughs> my what? face. You better do ask no question, speak with spoken to. So I, just, I mean, I don't know if it did any good for me. I yeah. don't know. I know. I, I don't know. I think, I think I wish I wasn't so so shy when i work with these people in the but united you states they're younger than me such a confident person though so far from the truth you know is that interesting i'm gonna too? act in we're creative hey, hey, hey. i think i project <laughs> a lot of confidence too but actually i feel like i'm confident i don't feel like that's one of my weaknesses but it's not my podcast you don't have yours. any like I that have makes you insecure do you get i have a bunch of stuff look okay. how can you interview me now maybe i'll make you interview <gasps> me one day maybe you're the person is that a nice way of telling me that i'm talking over you no i was okay. talking over you that's why i'm pulling okay. back this is your episode not okay. mine <laughs> i don't know how me coming at this no i love it i might edit it i might keep it too all right wait all right so the girls have been doing good minus that so that's mm-hmm. a cultural sh- shift that, for them that was one but thing that's that good that that's not i don't feel like that's a I mean, I don't think there's a massive thing. No. In the context of the things you could go through. Totally. Like, what if they hate the food? And then just oh, can't they do. Eat? I forgot about they that. They don't love the food? No. Them, them asked me for olives. I mean, I forgot price. I go buy olives. And, um, mommy, can we go up to Sora for lunch? I one time, I took them there for a nice event, oh, you know. Oh, they want some Asian cuisine? Because when we're in when the States, after school, we can <laughs> go down to the little <laughs> sushi shop. That will change. They're and the, and Vans have little olives. Them, you know, you, take, you, you give them a little thing with free, you know, your sample. Yeah. But we are Jamaican. So, take, so take we take a little thing with yeah. a sample yeah. and that is lunch. No, they might come ask me if we buy the expensive things. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they need Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't said, look worry. here. They will soon want I can't Look here, Patty. Hundred and seventy dollar Patty. I don't want Patty, mommy. I say Patty is what we're having. <laughs> so oh that's gosh. Been... All right. This is an interesting question. Did any of the once familiar things to you? Eight years is not that long, mm-hmm. but because feel odd. Say it again. Say that again. Do any other things that used to be very familiar to you now yeah. feel odd? So mm-hmm. in other words, almost like if has the Americanization of the few of the eight years shifted some things for you so now that you are back you're like mm. yeah so and i think i touched on it which is so crazy i wish i could tell you something apart from oh, i remember being really really hot when i came back i was like this is unbearable mm-hmm. fine but the rough culture affected me because i had lived eight years of being positively affirmed every single day of my life Every gifting I had was shined off and people put me on a pedestal. They saw me on a movie set as my background and said, you come here. And then you end up with a right, line so and, a, and a main role. You are unique. And I think the people around me just celebrated who I was. I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I said they don't, they don't notice me on the road. But once they knew me, mm-hmm. like they said, okay, you be the Sunday school superintendent for this little predominantly white church. And so opportunities that I wouldn't get here so weird that you know I, I picked up when I was there. So when I came back, 
I had a hard time because my parents, Jamaicans, speak very chill. I want to Ed Biggie, how you look so, you know, so I was very sensitive right, and everything right. bothered me. And I realized that I also had a shift of friends mm-hmm. because this is how you talk to each other. This mm-hmm. is just how you, you, you joke around with each other. Mm-hmm. Meaning and that the people who handled you in a way that made you feel disrespected, you kind of pulled away from I them. just pulled away. Yeah. And these are like my closest from friends. Long time. And I gravitated towards the ones that were more affirming. Every, whether it was a, a, just more definitely affirming all the way. But it's and not, it's not almost a bad like thing, I, though? It is. But it's I not, feel... But I, but I, it's but not it, bad, though. I had to die a really tough... What do you call it? It's like a death of... Because I thought I was coming back to fit right into my yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah. My same friend groups, same opportunities, all of that. And it wasn't like that at all. Uh, so I had to be okay with the move away. Because I don't think I intentionally did it. It kind of just shifted on its own. And it was hard because I love these people. I remember living day in and out with them. And it's, you know, not... Like and they've known you for a forever. long while. So, so it has nothing to do with any of your f- your fundamental no, stuff like your Christianity them, or anything no. like that. We ha- we're great, but I realize that. and yeah, and Different energies, eh? Totally. And it, I have a weird, weird, weird position that I'm in because I have children, but I'm single. And so most of my friends are married. Yeah. Because I've come home to all of these friends. And so it's been in- it's an interesting dynamic from when I left to find my place. Before I was in college, peer powering, games, nights, fun. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have two kids now and I'm not married. So and maybe one friend who's single. To- and, and So I have a couple of friends that are single with no kids. Yeah. And then the rest of them are married with kids. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm just Kali. Right. So that's been interesting. I mean, I try to be really cool even though I have kids. But yeah, I wouldn't even like think of I you know. like as a mom of big kids. But you then know? you still say, oh, I can't. I'm going to have a <laughs> I need to go drop them to off. school. Yeah. <laughs> Feed them, put put them to bed. No, we can't hang out at nine o'clock. Which is a great segue into dating yeah. in Jamaica. So a single yeah, mother of two <laughs> big daughters, mm-hmm. um, relatively small island. Some people are tindering. Um, COVID, all right, COVID aside, let's remove COVID out of the equation. Yeah. Um, Pre-COVID, back in Jamaica. Yeah. What is, but you know what? You answer this question. What okay. is it? What is it like trying to find, meet people in, uh. in, in Jamaica now, returning home? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wanted to so, leave it wide open. So no, I, I love want, it. I want you to take it anywhere it. I, you want I, I, mean, I, mean, I have my thoughts. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really full question. Yeah, it's full. Um, because I've come a long way. I've come from a place where I have kids. I'm 50 pounds heavier. No one's ever going to be attracted to me. I'm never going to get married again. And I have mm. to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then the more that I've healed. And at first, I was like, oh, I'm just, if I really do need to get married because... I need have needs like like sex and and so on. Then I'm just gonna have to settle. But I am at a place now where I'm just like maybe I don't need to settle. You know, maybe I have a few lumps and I don't think I'm perfect. But and I think it's easier because in the states you have all of the, the pool of people and can you know it's just a lot of people. And I think Jamaicans as you get older you want well for me I want what I know what yeah. feels familiar. Yeah. yeah. You know, at first you're like, yeah, I'll go for the European and you know the you know the different accents and all that cool stuff. But now, as I, I, I just I just want it to feel familiar, and I think that was exciting about coming home to Jamaica. The potential ja- of of being with a Jamaican to- again. Totally, and so Jamaica is small, and I must confess, and I think I'm gonna 
feel bad for saying this, but I I did try Bumble Jamaica. The Bumble, yes. Bu- and every Bumble. five yeah. people you know, and you're just like, oh, they're gonna see me on here. It's so shameful. Okay, you they're actually start see seeing that people I'm you so know. needy and <laughs> so I'm just not like a tasteful, classic woman who is waiting at the top of the tree to be picked. Internet dating, huh? Oh, it was awful. And I'm did guessing, you meet anybody cool on Bumble? Um, I I met yeah, I met a few people. I met a few people <laughs> as they listen to this episode. <laughs> met a few people. All right, say no more. But no, no, it didn't work out. No. All right, it didn't work out. It's it's a it's a mess. But you know what though? Same way you met your husband right here in a Jamaica. True. Same way you go meet the next man too. You so, speaking this to me and you have a gift of prophecy? I feel I low-key do. But I'm also an optimist. I call myself the eternal optimist. It works. So I it do Mario, work. It works. Take everything you it keep us saying. No, it works because here the thing. Um I don't know. I just I always tell people that for for relationships is a coffee shop thing. I love my coffee shop analogy. My podcast listeners know it. it. Mm-hmm. It's basically you're gonna walk into a coffee shop, you're gonna order something, and the person behind you is gonna speak to you, and that's gonna be your next partner. Oh my god, that's, that's kind of so how cute. it works. So it's almost like I'm not super intentional about relationships because relationships happen. So, but so I, I don't feel like men need to find. Hunt. I think you need to hunt though. I think it's an excuse. No, I think men need to hunt. Don't the Bible say he will find like you need to go find it. Hunt when you he... hunt when you see hunt hunt when you identify. Okay, I understand. So it, it will come in it, like it will happen. It will come into your space, and when you identify it, you got hunt. it. Yeah. It's just like an opportunity comes to you. There, it's for you to take it. There for you to take okay. it. But you'll know that this one is right for you. Got it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not out in the streets like I need a woman. Right, what you sign? With my sign on the on yeah. The, a I used to have yeah? a sign. I don't have one anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know. But well, this is interesting. All right, so it's been interesting. It's in spa, small. It's been tricky. Bumbling workout. Any anything else you want to add to this dating question? Ah. Uh, I think I've come to the coffee shop. Um, I think, <laughs> when did I give it up? I have deleted Bumble from my phone a few times since I've been here. I'm like, no, this is just not the way. God will find the one for me. And I realized, and I looked at, back at my life and a lot of the opportunities that I came into, I had nothing to do with, like the, the coolest things. Right. And I was like, and I, and I gave it over to the Lord type thing. And mm-hmm. I told him like, if you don't want me to be married, Lord, take this desire from me. And he still hasn't. Uh, but I, I don't know what I want. And I don't know if I, I don't know. You so, don't know what you want in a relationship? No, I mean, I don't. It's not clear? You know what you don't I want? I mean, I know, I know the fundamentals. Right, right, right. But, you know, oh my gosh, I was listening to this monk yesterday. And he was saying, Someone of, so much of us hate insecurity in life. Like, we think we hate insecurity. But he says, if you look at a trailer for a movie, if you're able to tell the end of the movie by the time you've watched the trailer you've decided that that movie isn't great or you can look at the pictures and like oh that kind of movie there you know they're gonna fall in love and they're gonna marry da, da, da. they said that we don't even realize that we love suspense we like the movies that we walk into they're twists and turns and we don't know how it will turn out and he said that that's the life that god has given us but we are so afraid of it and I love the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, and I live by it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for harm, plans to give you a hope and a future. So I look at it like this is how my movie will end. It will end well. So how can I trust God in this process, in the chapters, in the, in the cool twists and turns right. that are going to be so cool be for somebody to watch? Turns, right? So I have, what am I saying? So you've released it. I've to, released to it. I've released it. To, to, I've released to make it, it do what it needs to I've do. I've released it. I've released it to God. If it's and over in totally. Portmore at the Plaza, Scripps, maybe my friend's cafe, Scripps Cafe, or somewhere 
in Portland or Westmoreland or one day I go to Greyland. You never know. True. You never know. True, true, true. Anything could happen. So I'm open. I'm ex- so what I was trying to say is like I'm excited to be surprised. You know what I mean? It's not like I, I feel like I'm all over the place and I need to oh, you need to know what you want I know what I, I know what I want yeah, yeah. Ish. I mean I know the fundamentals but you don't, need you. To, you don't need to see but every dimension of it yeah, you don't need to see every dimension of it you just need to see enough totally and then the rest will would unfold would it be nice to be surprised yeah surprises are nice it's yeah, gonna be a beautiful nice. surprise like India Ari you I, know I don't know that story you need to listen to the song it's beautiful okay I'm going to it's maybe going come to. play at the end I'll of this song I'll play a beautiful surprise for you okay. um, alright I'll, I'll just have a few more questions okay. for you no problem um, any regrets do you feel like you're missing out on anything you left behind in the US okay uh, maybe opportunity which is everything that you know I, I found that when I I found for big personalities I don't know like ours we want to attain so much. I want to be able to go skiing in the mountains and um, and the access to it and yeah? the access to it. So, so the loneliness is just a thing. For me, I knew what I wanted. So, family and community are what I needed to thrive. I could not thrive without those things. But if I left that to the side, opportunities. My kids Career. could go to Disney. Just little things. Target. Target is my biggest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Life without Target. Walking through Target when your kid's gone off to daddy's house and you just walk. I call it Target. Target, tar- take your stress away, you know? Target. Everything in there. Miss One Target. stop shop. Target is my biggest. I asked you that question because <laughs> um, I'll pull me back here only once. Because when I went to music school, mm-hmm. I did this OPT thing. You get one year right after you finish where you can work in your field of study. So I wasn't practicing any medicine and I was a singer. I was singing backgrounds and working in a wedding band. And it was hard and it was a hustle, but it was exciting. I was fully aligned with music, which I wanted nice. at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I did all my auditions, I was living in the US. When I did Showtime at the Apollo, I could hop over to Jersey. No, no, I did Apollo in New York. But when I did X Factor or one of them, or the X Factor was Jersey, the voice was New York. I auditioned for the voice. You see? <laughs> just for the we, fun of it. Because I didn't want to get it. Just but like it was like somewhere, totally. you know, say it was even an hour away, you could drive and go do it and join the line and One audition. million percent. But I can't do that no. here. No. Doesn't mean that we don't have new opportunities we can create with the internet, yada, yada, yada. But the fact that you had it there. One and million. I was hungry for it. And that I miss. I miss being able to audition for something big. Yes. And walk into the room and po- potentially get it. But I can't do that if you live no, miles away. No. My biggest dream still is to do the amazing race. It's my biggest dream in life. That should be fun. To win the amazing race. And to I, win. To do to it win. and to win. We have to win it. I have to win a million dollars. <laughs> and to get upon travel, it's easier from California to get everywhere. I, I went right. to China for like maybe $500. Yeah, Cali's Thailand. Are, Cali's I don't think I paid hope, $700. Eh? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so good. Cali's hope to go so when time. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, vision boarding. I'm like, vision boarding in California is different from vision boarding in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked at the same price. It's like over $1,000 to do the same thing. Different, different problems. Yeah, so, so just stuff like that. And um, picket fancy, cute. I can get up and run Right, safety. outside my house. It's, right. it's almost like yeah. just a beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And uh, there are things but but overall, overall you don't you don't regret coming back home though. no i think i needed my support i needed people who were like me i needed community i don't think we can thrive without it so would you say that you're happy people. to have come home i am 99 percent happy that that I you came, came home, home. 99 is pretty significant 99 yeah just to give credit i feel bad to because li- i have wonderful friends and things that happened for me in california <laughs> <laughs> right so big up them too right when i leave 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 when i le
Yeah. There are two when I, when we decided on this topic, mm-hmm. I meditated on the two audiences that would listen to it. Okay. And my two audiences are people just like yourself who lived abroad for a while and have come home. So maybe they'll relate a lot to some of the stuff that you're saying. But people who are you in LA right now who left mm-hmm. and are living there who want to come back mm-hmm. and they are terrified or something else. Oh my gosh, I love that. What give me any you can say any number of things you want yes advice to those who are interested in coming back and they're on the fence okay i want to backtrack because i just remembered something just went off in my head i didn't have jamaican food for close to eight years Ah. oh my gosh so you had like this one store in LA that was really difficult to get to and it cost like 20 dollars by the time you finish ordering the curry goat and rice and peas i have put on over 20 pounds because i have not stopped eating Benefits have been back home. Oh my gosh. And people cook for you too. You don't have to cook for yourself. Oh my gosh. And the cook shop is the just food. as good. You go work at the people and work them buy fritters in the morning soup. It's a full meal, chicken. Yeah, it's like you can get it all the time. <laughs> there you have like a bagel, you have a coffee, some <laughs> carrot sticks for lunch. But you can like have a ca- chicken, like a com- aggie, Hello. Calalo, all sorts of things. All right, so. I like the healthy lifestyle. So, okay, so people <laughs> coming, like living away. So I recognize that People who have lived away for a significant amount of time believe that as soon as they come out of the plane in Jamaica, they're going to be shot down and killed. Okay. That, my friends, is not the truth. That's a myth. Uh, I remember being scared, especially by those who are a little older, who thought about it. Lord, they crying about I come back here. It it, it rough out here. There's nothing here. Yeah. Not the truth. Not true. Myth, yeah. Not true, guys. And it's a different Jamaica too. A lot of things remain, but a lot of things have changed. But how is it that we remain in a bubble? I have not felt, and I don't know if I, I'm at liberty to say it, but like I don't feel unsafe. I know, I know. And that's that's the truth. A lot of the crime here is reprisal killing. So if you if you stay in certain spaces, it is right. somewhat we avoidable. Live in a bubble, it is huh? like a bubble. There is some bubble. Yeah. There is some bubble for bubbles. some people. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So that, so it might there might be some factors that that affect the safety. Right. If you are a returning resident and you're going back to your old community, which may have changed and become quite violent. Right. You move to an old family house in a rural area. They might rob you out there. So it's not impossible that you could be a target. It's, it's not impossible. And I also don't go there in my mind. I don't know if it's a personality but you've also type. Come back I to, you've also come back. To, to family who to is family. still rooted here, so you have a buffer. Right. You so, do have a buffer. So I don't want to say it's. Impossible, easy. I think I'm living with Jamaican privilege. You know, you have white privilege. <laughs> you have Jamaican I have privilege. Jamaican privilege my, but, but at the same time, I agree with you, though, that I don't feel like you're going to step off the plane and get shot. You're not going to. No, and they all think this. They're, everybody's afraid. And I come off and it... It's again, they're not Jamaica. willing to take the twist and the turns. You know, no. They've stepped out and no. now they're holding on to the, the last fear that they had and that, yes. they, that, they, that they believed. Yes. And they don't really and know what... And the news, what, it's what, like when you're watching news, oh, yeah, it, it's meant yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sensational. Meant. And so... So you just figure everything totally. is terrible, yeah. Yeah, so I don't watch, I personally do not watch the news. I do, I, people might hate me for it, but I do not go there. I, I think for my own mental to, and yeah. emotional space, I'll hear it from someone, by the way, but I don't sit before it or read. And um, and I flourish like that. I think, I remember having a friend who was just like, Kelly, you live in a bubble. And I think God protects me in my bubble. I've not had, right, I don't have right. a neon sign that's saying fair, fair, fair. I don't know, you know. What else you want to tell them? And, okay, so, so, so they won't so, get shot, so you won't get shot when you come off. And Jamaica has a soul. I like to say that. Jamaica has a soul. What I mean by that is you get here and there's networking, there are neighbors, there are people 
that will look out for you. Yeah. Uh, you will figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. In the States, it feels very lonely. It's a rat race. You're struggling to pay bills. You have credit. You have credit. Not many people are trying to help you. You, have, you, they, ha- you yeah. work to pay bills. You are hustling. It's not life. Mm, it's not Jamaica life. Yeah. is life. Jamaica is life. Jamaica is life. You work, you go find your friends to hang out with, the laughter, the beaches, the opportunities. You don't have a money, your friend, I go pay for the toll for you, go across the beach. Yeah. And life figures itself out. You know how much time I pay for a friend we can't have a drink, but I want to drink. I say, look here, come. May I pay for the that's drinks it. then? And just that that's the soul. That's, that's the, the soul. soul. Somebody who cares. That's the soul. There you, know, you have to pay back the Venmo. It you just... make me feel warm in my body while I go. That I live in Jamaica. I'm not going to lie. I felt it. And it's because for me, I use customer service. I tell people, as a man in Jamaica, mm-hmm. you get a lot of, this is man privilege. Ma- Jamaican mm-hmm. man privilege mm-hmm. at fast food places. Woman will serve you extra food. They will serve you extra fast and they will flirt with you. That's true. But I just love not saying, can I order something? Morning, sir. What would you like? Pay, move. You, prefer, you prefer the Jamaican way? I prefer that I'm going to either get attitude. Yes, because, sir. Because either you're not in the mood. Or, or I'm going to be charming and them going to be like, what do you want? Do you want leg and tie? you want extra sauce? Jamaica is great. I, too. It's I like great. You, you, can, can, you can, yeah. You can actually meet somebody having a good yeah. day or a bad day or sweet them up and get a totally. response. But it's not so calculated and scripted. That, totally. And that to me that, is a soul. Yes. Let me tell you, I love it. Dad. Even when them hustling them have soul. Even when you're there on the stoplight, I'm gonna say, beg you twenty dollar now. You I'm gonna be reaching before him asks me and him take out the twenty dollar ready to give me. Even that a beggar. You are maybe bigger. Yeah. And, and the I do it, I do it, I do it on purpose. Just to see Just, what them and them laugh. With, you know, obviously every day isn't like that. It's not always jubilant. But but them but. nice. Oh, when the police I get a ticket, him nice. <laughs> <laughs> if him not anyway, well, just leave it well, alone. I think that's very general and maybe people yeah. Yeah, all right, but yeah. For but me. <laughs> all right. So 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 Jamaica has a soul. That's yeah. big. And mm-hmm. I, I felt a little bit of soul in New York, which I prefer New York to LA because New York to me with the grit and the multicultural grit on that side versus the multicultural grit on the west coast i was feeling the east coast grit so you felt really accepted in these people like they were home for you okay no they weren't i felt i felt new york can be a little cold as well too and very hustle bustle fast-paced independent right. people it's true people actually really don't pee on you but it's weird people are nice you know because but there's it's something a tourist missing place, yeah they, they're helpful right but yeah there's something missing Something else. Something They're nice. Else. Americans are nice. I They're can't nice. put my finger on what the but thing it's, was it's, it's, in New York. But something is missing. It's, was, yeah. But that something is probably only missing for us because we're Jamaican and we probably. identify with this. So maybe for someone... No, that's not true because I feel like a lot of tourists express this as well. You know, get that vibe. You know those retur- those tourists that come like 50 million times to Jamaica? They love I Jamaica. I think they come because of the soul. Them feel it. <laughs> they feel it. Them feel it. So it's real. All right, good. Because We've even confirmed. we are third world and I live around a lot of Mexicans. Everybody wants to be in the States. Everybody wants to come to the States. Uh, only Jamaica, you know, well, I don't know if everybody does, but I'm just like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to my third world country and live a very happy life. Kelly, yeah. I milked you dry with this topic. So what yeah. we're going to do now, I, this was so much fun for me. Um, we've said a lot. We've been very candid. Um, maybe some people might not love everything. But you know what? This is why we talk, truth, mm-hmm. because this is your truth, right? If it's anybody else's, it's yours. Um, how can people find you? On social media, for work, business, whatever you want to share, share the space where people can find you. Yeah, uh, I'm working on developing some other spaces that you can find me. But right now, go ahead and find me at, at SuperKelly on Instagram. That's S-U-P-E-R-C-A-L-E-E. And you can jump, you know, slip in my DMs. <laughs> you uh, said it. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. 
I'm sure that this podcast episode will at least bring a few DMs that will be meaningful because I'm sure there'll be people who connected to it and who thought it was interesting. That part's going to be the fun part. I hope to see you have your own podcast soon. I'm sure these things are maybe in the working. Yeah, you're a light and you need to be seen. Don't be behind the scenes too much. That's just my advice as Mario Evan. Thank, Thank you, you so Mario. much for being here. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.